0: Uh, tax season is open Uh, we're asking the questions do you file yourself do you prefer using a third party what's the most you've gotten back from the tax man or what fight have you had with the tax man (laughs) please welcome mark sevitz co-founder and cfo at tax tim good morning mark thanks for holding good,
1: good morning and good morning to your listeners
0: mark why do we pay tax
1: why do we pay tax yes. <laughs> that's the first question um i it's just a part, it's a part of the money that we earn that we cut that we give back i guess to to government to, to pay for the goods and services that they provide to us yes Treats and and the social welfare and medicine and and all those all those things that keep a country running um yeah so it's an important part of of, of daily life
0: who is this tim what is tax tim
1: <laughs> so tax tim is a digital tax practitioner so you come online and you answer a few questions and then Tax Tim takes care of everything else. So you're mm-hmm. having actually a chat with Tim, uh, who's a clever little uh, little little face, and just asking a few questions, just having a chat like like you and I are doing now.
0: Yes. Uh, in fact, Paul earlier on uh, confessed that she uses Tax Tim.
1: Yeah, I oh, do awesome. use Tax Tim. Uh, I hope it's a good thing.
0: How how did you find Tim?
2: Um, I actually found Tim via Google. Yeah. Yeah. Google said. What did you
0: the, What did you Google? Oh, flip! I'm in trouble. No, <laughs> I, I
2: wanted a tax practitioner that I can use and. More often than not, I, I'm I'm very digital, so it, it worked for yeah.
1: me. Uh, that's what we try and do: is be digital and be a practitioner, and let you do it yourself at the same time, all in one.
2: Mark,
0: there's so many questions to ask you about tax. Uh, we're probably going to have to have a part two of this conversation. But, but 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 for instance, you 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 always hear people talking about travelling allowance and keeping a logbook. Yeah. Uh, talk us through those, for instance.
1: So, so that's so important. So a lot of times employers will give a travel allowance to, to, to employees, allowing them to go to business meetings or anything related to their work. Mm. Um, and the only way to prove that to SARS is to, is to keep a logbook. So uh, the beginning of the tax year, which is 1 March, and the end of the tax year, which is the end of February, you need to keep um, records of what the, the total kilometers on your car was. Yes. were. And then, and then every time you travel to work, uh, sorry, not to work, for work, you need to keep a record of that. So where do you travel, why do you travel, and the distance that you travelled as well? Because it's the only way that sales can, can actually make sure that, that you're actually claiming the right deduction. Mm. Um, taxpayers do not pay tax on, on business travel. So, so that's why it gets done. It's, so it's extremely important to keep good records.
0: And, and I think also the beauty of technology nowadays, there's apps that can Definitely. travel log for you.
1: Yeah. It, it makes a huge difference. Uh, the old days, people were writing out everything, taking out a book, uh, you know, every, taking forever during the day, and a lot of people just didn't do it. Um, But now, as you say, with media technology, it's it's very, very simple even to lick it up to to the car's GPS.
2: Uh, Tim, I've got a two-pronged question. The first one being if um, you are not techno-savvy, because one thing Paul said is that she's very technical. That's why she went and started using uh, um, your service. If you're not a techno-savvy person, how easy is it to navigate through that app? And secondly, um, I wanted to find out from you, uh, as freelancers, we have a difficult time with the taxman. How how important is it to register yourself as a business if you're a freelancer and then get paid like
1: that?
0: The taxman doesn't play that.
1: So, so the the first part is we we try to make it relatively simple and and easy for anyone to use. So we we were just dealing with a taxpayer yesterday who was in his eighties mm-hmm. and was able to get through. So it it should be as simple as just a chat. Um, so when you're going online and and like with any other online service. Um, where you're just having answering a few questions, yes and no. So we're taking out all the tax terminology. And I think mm-hmm. that's where we try and make it easy, no matter how techno savvy you are or not. So it's yeah. de- designed by developers and tax practitioners, but it's, it's built in a way that it's specifically for individuals who have yeah. no idea about tax at all. So yeah. that's always our aim and we, we change every day to make it make it easy. Um, For for freelancers, to register a business versus doing it in your own name, it depends on how much income you earn, how many um, clients you have. So there's a lot of admin in running an actual company registered, an actual registered company versus doing it in your own name. Either way, you're going to have to keep separate records either for the company, for yourself, separate bank accounts. And SARS will probably audit all the time because they need to find a way, all those expenses that either the company or, or an individual will deduct, um, they need to keep record, They need to understand the records of those. But in a lot of cases, if you've been a freelancer for years and years, SARS may not audit eventually because they see that your income has been the same, uh, the same route. It's come from the same route every year. Mm. Um, so it does make it a bit, a bit better. But uh, but it's not the best when it comes to dealing with SARS. It does require a lot more admin, unfortunately.
0: We're hanging out with Mark Sevitz, uh, co-founder and CFO of Tax Tim. This is Metro FM. Now, Tim, given how much work you do for other people what's the one mistake we constantly repeat when submitting our returns
1: so a lot of a lot of taxpayers um i guess there are medical expenses that you're allowed to claim um and in a lot of cases it can only be you know if a doctor prescribed it or if it's medicine from a doctor or if it's something that you've gone into the hospital and you paid for yourself but what a lot of people unfortunately do is try and, and try and enter in uh um, medicine to get them over the counter, or, or, or things that, that what SARS don't consider qualifying medical expenditure. So it must be prescribed by a doctor, and then they submit the tax return, and then SARS audits them because there's this big extra amount, yes. and they're not sure what what documents to provide. So so that often happens a lot, as well as a lot of people confuse a retirement annuity fund um, with a provident fund or a pension fund, which are which are generally paid for by yourself and by your employer. So that gets you into a lot. And the, the problem is, is if there's a mistake on the tax return, then you definitely get audited. Mm. And, you know, it's again, just an admin nightmare to go through that. Everything mm. will work out fine. It just takes a lot of time. And submitting tax returns is very stressful for, for most taxpayers. It, it's just an admin nightmare.
0: 6.59. Uh, we will take more of your questions for Mark Savitz um, after the news at 7. We're talking about you and Mr. Taxman. What are your questions? That is your morning glory for this mm. morning on Metro FM. Uh, Martin PK, Pastor PK with Superman. It is Fresh Money Tuesday. We're talking about me and Mr. Taxman. Tell us your story. Uh, back on the line, Mark Savitz, co founder and CFO at Tax Tim. Uh, tax Tim, in a nutshell, is a app mm-hmm. that talks you through submitting your tax returns. Uh, incidentally, Mpo uses it and she's happy. She
2: yes, yeah, very happy. Very happy.
0: Welcome back, Mark.
1: Thanks, DJ
2: Fred.
0: Uh, Mark, we have so many questions for you. I think we need to give you your own radio show. I don't know if you're keen <laughs> or not.
1: A tax radio show, that'd be great.
0: I, I think that'd be hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone says, My sales question, a company I know nothing about registered me as the employee earning over 140 grand a year yep. for 2 months for 2 years rather while I was unemployed been submitting my earnings for those years to SARS but they're still sending me collection messages what do i do in a case like this
1: wow that's uh, yeah i mean that's terrible and um so so the first thing to obviously is to go to SARS and Provide an affidavit is always good. Go to the police station, swear an affidavit, take that to SARS and say that, you know, there's a has no relation to the company. They don't earn any of that income um, and, and report that company to SARS. So there, there are mechanisms for that, but that's absolutely terrible. I mean, yes. that's, that's a huge case of fraud and that, that company can get into a lot of trouble with SARS and, you know, potentially the law.
0: Now, if I have a retirement annuity or medical aid, how do those affect my taxes?
1: So, retirement annuities can be deductible. Um, there's a whole formula, but essentially, you can deduct your your contributions to the amount you pay for retirement annuity each year, up to 27.5% of your overall of your overall income. So, it's quite a quite a big deduction you get. So, that allows you obviously it reduces the tax payable each year. So, if you're owing money, that that'll 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 drop that amount. Yes. And then medical aid. Um, yeah, if you contribute to medical aid for yourself and a spouse or children, dependents. Um, you can claim a, what's called a medical credit. So they first work out all your tax, and then they say, all right, how, much, how many members do you have on your medical aid times uh, uh, the number, 303 rand for the first, the first two members, um, and then they minus that from your tax at the end. So there's a way of getting money back or reducing, um, reducing the tax that's paid. So it's one of the two, uh, few deductions or credits that actually are available for taxpayers, but it, but it is obviously very commonly used.
0: What happens if all of a sudden I'm unemployed f- over a certain period? Do I still file a return?
1: So, we, all, you know, we, we, I always strongly recommend to file a tax return because what happens is, you know, a lot of taxpayers change from one year to the other. Some some years um, there are taxpayers who aren't working or only work for part of the year. Mm. Um, and, of course, going forward, if, if anything changes and SARS wants that return, it's better just to be compliant. You don't want to have to go back and find your documents um, or, or, you know, have to go swear an affidavit or or get a letter from someone to say that you weren't working or you're only working a bit. So Mm. rather just file, there is space on the tax return to say that you were unemployed, put that in, and then you're compliant. And then there's no no worries um, going forward.
0: Why must I keep receipts of what I've spent money on?
1: Uh, so so if this, well, that's why, I mean, one of the earlier questions was, you know, a lot of mistakes that taxpayers make. So things that are of personal use, um, you don't have to keep receipts for, 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 for SARS. But whenever you've got a business expense, so, so, so money is spent on something that's that, that related to any income that you earn, you need to keep that receipt for five years to prove to SARS five. that it actually happened. <laughs> five years, assuming you've submitted all your tax returns. Uh, but yeah, keep that record in case SARS one day knocks on the door and says, we'd actually like to see it. Uh, we, we're conducting an audit.
0: Yes. that's so a good proof. Someone someone uh, tweeted earlier on, uh, there's a lot of people who are doing forex trading lately. Mm. How does tax yeah. work with forex trading?
1: Um, so it, it, it sort of depends. A lot of people are, are trading in Bitcoin or they're trading in, in um, things related to forex, not actually the cash itself. But essentially, if, you, if, you, if you're trading and, and you're trying to earn money for a profit, and you're making a profit, you've got to declare that to SARS. And you've got to say, as part of, um, you know, we're earning salaries, but other people are earning earning trading income, in this case, um, from forex trading or something like that. So you would have to declare the SARS basically the profit that you're making, and you would pay tax on the profit as as anyone does on their salary or if they're running a business or something like that. So it would work exactly the same, and there are spaces on the return. Um, and you, what you're allowed to do is deduct any any expenses against that, that profit that you that you do make so but yes. only related to the work that you do not not personal expenditure
0: 745 fresh breakfast on metro fm we're chatting to Mark Sovitz, co-founder and co of tax tim
2: i've always wondered who do they decide to make a lifestyle audit on is it based on having looked at your tax returns and then deciding that you are living beyond your means or how does that work
1: so there are, there are a number of different um, things that SARS look at. They, the first thing they do is often a lot of taxpayers are just randomly audited, and that's just to, to make sure that no one falls through the cracks. But on the other side, they, they look and say, well, have there been any movements, um, <coughs> Excuse me, any big movements from this year to last year, but your income doesn't really show the difference. So you you know, you know, suddenly had a house for 500,000 Rand, and then you've got cash the next year of 2 million rand in a house of five million rand but you only earn sixty thousand rand income mm. so stars will look at that and say well you know that doesn't seem quite right so let's go in and do a do a do a bigger audit um, something you know, a li- just a general audit from a tax perspective or if they want to go go do a lifestyle audit just to make sure that that you're everyone's declaring the income that they should be and obviously paying the correct tax
0: yes now mark i buy myself a little flat for whatever reason and i decide to yep. sell it and i make a hundred thousand Rand from the sale of my little flat. Do I declare that?
1: Uh, definitely. So, so the two things, if you're living in that flat um, and it's yours and that's that's your residence, then the first 2 million Rand like profit or gain that you make won't be taxable at all. So that, that's, that's great for people who are selling the property that they own. If they buy property for investment or they're renting it out, and you have to declare that. Um, the good news is for an individual, when I say good news in inverted commas, for an individual is that the most tax um, that they'll pay on that what's called a capital gain tax, mm. capital gains tax, is, is just under 19%. That's if you're earning uh, way over 1.5 million rand a year. So you're sitting at that top 45% bracket, but essentially, um, essentially the, the capital gains tax is less and what you're paying on your salary and things like that so Uh, it is a lot less but but of course you've got to declare that
2: Mark speaking of declaring uh, funds received say I borrowed fresh some money and then he pays me back would that still be considered income of some sort do I need to declare that
1: fortunately not so that, okay. that that's a loan um, in, in a lot of cases if you are loaning money to someone for a long period of time or two you know and and you're charging them interest um, or you don't charge them interest and there's a it's a proper business relationship and there's no interest charged, then you would look at that um, or if there is interest then you would have to declare that interest but if yeah. it's a short-term loan for a few months or something you know of a small amount it, it, it's not income it's, it's only any interest earned on that um, mm. would be income not the actual capital
2: so, if Fresh decides to bless me with 20,000 Rand every month because he's just feeling kind, do I declare that? <laughs> hmm.
1: Well, well, that then becomes a, a donation, perhaps. Um, <laughs> and, and the tax can only donate 100,000 Rand a year without paying any tax. Otherwise, uh, you're going to have to pay 20% okay. donation tax on that.
0: Okay, okay. So, so depending on how much your sugar daddy gives you, then, yes. or your sugar mummy, um, <laughs> yes. after 100,000 Rand a month, you need to declare that as income.
1: Uh, well, it would be a donation to you. So it's not income to the person who's receiving it. Yes, oh. The person who's, who's paying it would have to pay 20% donations tax. Oh. You can, there's always a way, there's always a, a tax somewhere. There's no way of getting okay. out of
0: it. Jeez. Okay. I, I was about to get a sugar mummy. Maybe not.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mark, we're told th- sweet, the, the tax season has been cut short. What does that mean?
1: Yes. So, so normally um, taxpayers who aren't provisional taxpayers, so those are those are people who are just earning a salary and not earning extra money from something else. They've usually had uh, from one July to the last Friday in November. So SARS have brought that forward to the end of October. So it's only um, four months to file a tax return, which is which is plenty of time, really. Hopefully, um, yes. and it just means that that um, that yeah, that there's less time. SARS obviously wants... want. Um, audits to get, and refunds to be done earlier than going into december which was the previous case um and so and so they brought it forward to to try and encourage taxpayers to do it earlier so that everything gets sorted so there's no no hanging over to christmas and to new year's and people yes. can get their refunds quicker okay. you
2: mentioned uh provisional tax what is that
1: so uh, provisional tax obviously SARS uh, want to get their money in before rather than later so if you are, I mean, renting out a property or you earn, you earn money from running your own side business as a freelancer, perhaps, um, and you're not only salaried, then what you do is, is you register as a provisional taxpayer. And you've unfortunately got to submit two more tax returns each year, the mm. so one in August and then another one in February. And it's, and it's estimating your income going forward, so like kind of looking into the next year. And then you work out how much tax you would pay for the whole year. And then at each point, you would just divide it by two. And then you pay that tax up front. So instead of a a salary person getting it deducted each month, this is a way for SARS to get the tax in earlier through those two different returns.
0: From what amount per year do I start being taxable?
1: So if you're under 65, so the current year which we're dealing with now, so everyone filing their tax returns for 2018, it's 75,750 rand. So any any income earned over that amount um, is taxable.
0: Hmm. Okay, so anything that's incoming that's above that is taxable.
1: Yes, yeah, so mm. so obviously if you're earning a salary but you've also got, um, we spoke about a travel allowance earlier or you've got that retirement annuity, you would take that all first and you would work out what's called taxable income and then that amount, over 75,750 Rand, becomes taxable. Um, if you're earning interest, and you're under 65 and you earn less than 23,800 rand in interest a year, you can ignore that because that's, that's an exemption that SARS allows you. Yes. Mainly for the rest of your income, it's, that's 75,000 rand.
0: Hmm. Balissa ba- asks, what about international network marketing companies that pay us in dollars? Do we pay tax so, on that?
1: Yes, definitely. So South Africans who are what's called South African tax residents, so you're living here and you're working here and you, you know, you're basically fully South African, even if you're earning money from overseas, you would have to declare that to SARS. If you pay tax, so a lot of other countries will withhold tax and keep it keep it back before they give you before they pay you, you know what what you've earned. You can use that tax that you paid in another country to to offset or to deduct against the tax paid in South Africa, so that you're not paying tax twice. So in most cases, no one pays tax twice around the world. They they're not that they're, they're not that cruel.
0: Yes. What about sports bets? If I win, do I pay tax on that?
1: This is always an interesting one. If you, a lot of people, um, you know, are sports betters by trade. So that, that's not their job, but that's the way that they make their money yes. um, for a profit. So in that case, yeah, you, you would have to declare the uh, as as we do, you know, with, with with the money that we earn from our from our employment in a way. Um, but if you just, you know, you've made a bet once a month or or once every six months and you've made some money, then then that's not taxable. But the minute it becomes something that you, that's a regular basis that can be seen as a trade, that then would become taxable um, to the same tables that we use as employees, employers, employees or freelancers.
0: Mudierje mm. M- on Twitter: Can you please ask why retirement money is taxed? Mm. And why do they tax so much of it?
1: Sorry, which, which money?
0: Uh, retirement money.
1: Oh, so, so retirement money, up front, when, 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 when you deduct that or when you pay it and, and contribute to the fund, you get a tax deduction. So right at the end, SARS looks at a way to say, well, you know, you're receiving money. You've also, during a retirement fund's life, so you don't pay any tax on any interest or dividends or capital gains whilst growing in the fund until you, you, you retire and take that money out. Yes. It's a way of SARS of saying, well, we, we, we're holding off on taxing you during that period, but at the end, we need to find a way of taxing that, that growth, and so we're going to tax you at the end. Um, the, the good news is that there's, that there's 550,000 rand mm. of the fund. The first 550,000 rand when you retire is not taxable. So there is that as a, as a, as a great, it's not taxable from the first rand, okay. which, is, which is very good, yeah.
2: Mark, we were talking about sports bets. What about the lottery? How much is taxable?
1: So at the moment, the lottery is not taxable. That's uh, in, in other countries it is at the moment in South Africa not, um, but but you know that's always subject to change. I mean, as as as, as government looks to, looks to collect more revenue, but at the moment it's what's called a, a fortuitous gain, sort of like mm-hmm. a lucky lucky shot. Um, it fell out of the sky. If someone plays the lottery all the time on purpose. Yes, <laughs> and keeps winning. That might change.
0: Okay, Mark, thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's been very very educational. Is there a website we can check out for tax, Tim? Yes, yeah, it's www.taxtim.co.za. TaxTim.co.za. That is Mark Savitz, co-founder and CFO.